1: Every day.
2: All right, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined by Michael Pappas. Michael, we are recording this just after the Tigers lose another ugly game in SEC play, seventy two to sixty one. Not a fun game of basketball to play, but we will um, we'll break everything down with that. Uh, towards the end of the show, got some football news to get to. But how you doing, man?
1: I am doing well, Zach. Not only was that not a fun basketball game to play, but it was not a fun game to watch. Yeah,
2: yeah. So we'll touch on football stuff first. I, I want to address the defensive coordinator rumors. You're starting to see different media outlets and different folks on social media and all that saying, "Uh, Derek Mason." The former Vandy coach, Derek Mason, uh, uh, popping up as a serious contender for the defensive coordinator job. And first thing, if you take that at face value and assume it's true, that is awesome. That would be a home run hire for Brian Harson. I think everyone that um, that was kind of pushing him, saying like, okay, let's get a staff together. Let's go. Let's start hiring people. I think they would immediately say, "Oh, okay, that, that this is awesome. This is awesome. You played it perfectly, Coach. Welcome to Auburn. You know what you're doing. This is fantastic." So I love that, and honestly, like if I could pick a defensive coordinator for Auburn to hire, it probably would be Derek Mason at this point. But I just want to, I just want to remind folks, everyone, all the same people that are writing this, and it's no discredit to them. It's just it's virtually impossible to cover this unless you're sitting in the room and it's just, you're not everyone who's saying these things, we were all, all so, so, so wrong with the coaching search. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if this is legitimate or not. Yeah, Zach, I, I
1: completely agree with just about everything that you said. Um, I'm actually very, ex- you know, I, I will echo this. Derek Mason, was widely regarded as an incredible, incredible defensive coordinator before he went to Vanderbilt. Yeah. And even some of those Vanderbilt that he had, you know, for Vanderbilt had pretty good defenses or very good defenses. And I guess the most interesting thing to me is that I didn't realize that he was only at Stanford for three years as the defensive coordinator.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, you would have thought that he was there like the way people talked about him as a defensive coordinator i would have thought that he was there for he was there for 3 years as a defensive coordinator and it was 2011 2012 and 2013 when they were just dominant
2: you're right you're right yeah i think a lot of auburn fans would be super into that hire other things happening in the realm of football smoke monday put an announcement out there on social media he is coming back he will not enter the 2021 nfl draft surprises me a little bit, but from a defensive leader standpoint, we saw, this is, I think this is my biggest takeaway, and it's not even necessarily an on-the-field thing, but we saw players kind of say things on social media and respond to the whole coaching search situation, a lot of them publicly poorly. I'm sure a lot of people responded to it very positively, but they just didn't take to, to social media and make it public, but... Smoke publicly saying, "Hey, I'm coming back. I believe in Brian Harson. We talked. He's excited to use me, and all that good stuff." I think there is opportunity here to start a domino effect, especially throughout the defense. When we've talked about Jacoby McClain. is he going to go or is he going to come back, and possibly some other guys? I-, I think this is bigger than just him being on the field for next year.
1: Zach, I absolutely agree with you, and and he's the first one that I have seen at least that has announced that he's coming back. The first fringe guy. Yep. You're right.
2: So it is the other three have been receivers and yeah. and KJ Britt and KJ Britt made that decision when he said Wild. the, the yeah, the senior bowl invite forever ago. So yeah, the other three have been the receivers and they're, they're all going to be in the draft.
1: Yeah. So it's a, uh, I, I think it's massive and, and to have a senior with as much as experience as smoke has. And yeah as well as he played this season, uh, I, it's definitely huge. That's a leader of your defense that's coming back, and we know how important that is for younger guys and for, for Auburn in general.
2: It seems like the team thinks the world of Smoke Monday. And, and yeah. one of the things that um, he posted on social media, his page that stood out to me, was him with uh, the trophy for like Auburn best defensive back it was like sitting in his lap. And I think I think that's like um, a comprehensive award with coaches and players and all of that. So I, I think that says a lot. And if, if I'm wrong on that, the coaching staff clearly thought a lot. And by the way, Auburn had some really good defensive backs this year. I know the mm-hmm. season was up, up and down, but I personally would have given it to Roger McCreary. But it says what... Like we don't know what Smoke Monday does in the meeting rooms, we don't know what he does in practice, but it would not shock me if he was just kind of the the voice uh, of that unit because the team really really loves him. So I thought that was a big deal. I think that was a huge win for Brian Harson uh, that just kind of fell from the sky on a Wednesday afternoon. I thought it was a really big deal.
1: I completely agree with everything that you said, and it, I think it shows both on the field and off. And off with with some of the things that you guys were saying, and that like you know the the headlines that came out of this announcement are like really key defensive player coming back for Auburn, mm-hmm. and you can see on the field you can see the the other defensive backs and defensive players kind of feeding off of Smoke Monday's energy and and his general swag, I guess you'd say. And totally. Yeah, th- this is absolutely massive, and it's a huge. I don't know. you to say like it's a huge get for Coach Tarson because he's not really a recruit, but. Uh, I mean, but he kind of is,
2: you know, like, yeah, it's like like he needs him back.
1: Convince him to stay. Right.
2: Right. Especially with, uh, I don't say turmoil. That's that's a little overdramatic, but, uh, I mean the locker room, you want to make sure that's as stable as possible going into Mm -hmm. the 2021. Hey, uh, going into this Auburn basketball game, and we'll talk more about the Auburn basketball game in just a moment, but. Auburn was, uh, I think they were seven-point dogs to Ole Miss, and I thought that was uh, too much. I I lost money. When you look at uh, betonline.ag, that line, I lost money. That's okay. That's okay. Because if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you know more about sports than uh, than the average fan. So I want to encourage you to go to betonline.ag, Sign up for a free account today at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for your 50% welcome bonus. They actually just sent out odds for the, the rest of the regular season champion odds for the SEC. Tennessee favorites, 7 to 4 odds. Missouri, 3 to 1. Kentucky, 21 to 4 odds there. Florida, 6 to 1. LSU, 6 to 1. Arkansas, 7 to 1. Alabama, 25 to 1. So if you like any of those numbers there, as far as you know, you look in around the rest of the conference, and you're like, "Yeah, I think they're going to win the SEC. Win you some money. Win you some money through uh, BetOnline.ag, and also the playoffs are this weekend for the NFL. One of my favorite weekends of the year in sports. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts." Moving on, I think there's some other interesting storylines happening throughout Auburn football, and some of it involving a former Auburn player. We'll jump on all that in just a moment. One one official hire that we have not talked about yet, Jeff Pittman has been named the head football strength and conditioning coach at Auburn. Harson announced that on Tuesday. We haven't gotten a chance to talk about that. He spent the previous eight seasons... With Harson at Boise State, so that was twenty fourteen to twenty twenty, and then he also was with Harson at twenty thirteen at Arkansas State. So he knows Harson well. Um, Harson knows him well. Clearly, trust him to make that transition now for three different schools together: Arkansas State, Boise State, down to Auburn. And we've talked about this before with what Harson has been able to do with some not blue-chip caliber players when you talk about recruiting, but Mm -hmm. developing these guys, especially guys in the trenches. A lot of that has to do with development physically, not just mentally and, you know, as a football player, but just how much can you push your body over the course of your time at Boise State under Harson. A lot of guys did that, and obviously strength and conditioning programs are a huge part of development. And so I think it makes sense that he brought this guy with him. Clearly he believes in what uh, Coach Pitt's able to do.
1: Zach, you're exactly right, and and we we have spent a lot of time talking about offensive line, and Boise State has had a couple good ones drafted in recent years. And actually, I, God, I can't remember his name. Um, I read a Nate Solder.
2: Nate Solder, yeah, I, I yeah, read that quote he, too.
1: Yeah, he was coached by Pittman at I think Colorado, and right. and could not have given a more glowing recommendation of the guy. I, I love the hire right now. There's nothing to really. I guess, dislike about it, right? He the only the thing I
2: dislike is, I mean, I was a huge fan of Ryan Russell, but I'm getting the impression Harson's going to pretty get as close as you can to clean in-house throughout everything, mm-hmm. and I think a reset is needed, you know, to some extent. So uh, I, I'm okay with that, but I think Ryan Russell, Coach Russell was a very, very good strength and conditioning coach. Whoever he ends up with, I think they're going to get a really talented and really knowledgeable guy. So um, props to him and what he did at Auburn. But uh, but yeah, I'm excited about this hire. I, I really am. I think to be with a head coach for that long and through multiple schools that just says a whole lot to me. And, and Harson seems like the kind of dude where it takes a lot to earn his trust, and he clearly has it. And so you don't have to go through you know reacclimate yourself to different terms and what's expected and all that. I, I think it's going to be good for the program. I think it makes a whole lot of sense.
1: Yeah. And like you're saying, Zach, obviously they're on the same page, right? Yeah. I mean, um, you got to think that Pittman knows what, what Harson expects from him, from a strength and conditioning perspective and, and kind of vice versa. So that's great, but that's actually, so he's one of three Boise assistants that are apparently coming to Auburn. Um, Sam, so he is official, and then there's two more assistants that are expected to come from Boise to Auburn: uh, Brad Bedell, the offensive line coach and running game coordinator, and Spencer Danielson, the defensive line coach and co-defensive coordinator.
2: So, okay, I I hadn't seen that. Yeah, it,
1: this um this is from 24 four seven in their article about Philip Marshall's article about Derek Mason. Okay. Very likely to be named Auburn defensive coordinator. It also says Larry Porter, Auburn's Titans coach and special teams coordinator, has interviewed with uh, with Harson, and he is apparently the first and so far only Auburn assistant to have an interview.
2: And we talked about LaRondo earlier in the week, Brad Lerondo, Um I mean, he's been in the Boise State athletic department for like over twenty years, mm-hmm. and, and he followed Harson, so he's going to be involved. In the athletic department, kind of the bigger picture stuff is my understanding as far as his role goes. So, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of Boise folks coming over. And, look, I mean, especially the guys like like that that have, I mean, they've watched this program become what it is. You know what I mean? And so I, I think that's great because the one knock you can have against Harson and I don't think it's too relevant in the transition here, but I think it's worth mentioning just to play devil's advocate is when he took over Boise, they were already good. They're already at the top. But when you bring in guys like that from an athletics department standpoint, like you got to watch the build and be a part of the build, the ascent throughout the mountain West that Boise was. So I I think that's something that's important as well, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, everything that this guy does They clearly trust him. Alan Green trusts him. And, I mean, Harson has – I don't know. He's he's proven to me that I think he's going to be very, very specific with the kind of guy he brings in.
1: Yeah, and clearly these assistants, you know, believe in him and believe that they're going to be able to do great things here at Auburn. Right? Because, like, I don't want to say they've got, like, a pretty cushy situation going on at at Boise State, but, you know, they're the cream of the crop of their conference. Mm Mm-hmm. And these guys are like, yeah, okay, we'll go. I mean, Brad Bedell, the offensive line coach, has has, you know is getting guys drafted relatively high, all the way up to top fifteen or top ten, whatever Ezra Cleveland got drafted, and he's like, yeah, okay, I'll go. Right. And and like doing that at Boise State is is incredibly impressive. So uh, I'm glad he's coming to Auburn. This article does say they're not sure if he um. He's going to coach the offensive line or the tight ends and they don't know what the Spencer Danielson the defensive line coach and co defensive coordinator is going to coach at Auburn. I don't know. This seems kind of like half information that like they're coming but we don't we don't know where or why or what they're going to do when they get here. Right. But, but hey man, I'm pumped about it. Yeah, I am too. Harson said, you know, maybe maybe not explicitly, but was kind of like, you know, this week is going to be a big week for coaching Movement I guess for for his staff and, and adding guys to his staff or whatever and you know, he certainly has followed through
2: one other story. I want to get before we jump into um, the basketball game the, the loss against Ole Miss. So former Auburn Tiger Ryan Pugh has been working his way up through the coaching ranks. He's been an offensive coordinator at Troy offensive line flying coach for two seasons as well from 19 to 20 for Troy. He got hired by Baylor. And then Dave Aranda, the head coach, put out a statement uh, Wednesday afternoon slash evening. Since the the recent announcement of Ryan Pugh as Baylor's offensive line coach, we have decided to move in a different direction. We are currently in the process of filling the resulting vacancy. We wish Ryan the best in his future endeavors. Ryan is an up-and-coming coach. He's a family man and is a leader. Ryan has a great football intelligence and great communication skills. More than that, I'm impressed with the quality of a person that he is. I also have a great appreciation for the way that he has been able to inspire his players and build a strong, cohesive, and aggressive offensive line. We are excited for Ryan to join us. So that last part was what he said when Ryan was hired, and now he's not hired. That's weird. That is very, very odd to me.
1: Yeah, just a crazy
2: story. I would love for him to be, like, the reason he's not there is because he wants to come back to Auburn. I would love that.
1: That would be wild. That would be absolutely wild. That'd
2: be a a home run to to me. I would love that. I don't know if I want him as offensive coordinator, but if Harson's decided that he wants to call plays and kind of be the guy, I'm more okay with it, but I'd like for him to be the offensive line coach.
1: Yeah, man, that would be awesome. I, I love bringing in Auburn alum. That would be, I mean, that would be huge for the program. Zach, I read um, a story on on I don't know some Baylor site that was saying that they were they were saying that they didn't know if um, this was a Baylor decision. Uh, Aranda said it was, but he was basically like, this could be one of those situations where like both parties are going to be like, no 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 no, I broke up with you. Right.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't crazy. find, I couldn't really get to the bottom of it either, but yeah, that'll be cool. Hey, today's show brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. We've talked about this before. We love Rock Auto here on the show, really, because it makes it easy to buy auto parts online. The way things are set up now, if you go and once a part ordered, the I mean, there's so many different models and, you know, different styles of vehicles that they just don't have everything in the back, and so they got to order it, and it's like, well, you can order it, and they're only going to be able to order it from limited folks based on who they have contracts and deals with. Rock Auto, you can order with anything at rockauto.com, and with your phone always in your pocket, there's no reason for you not to. It's super fast, it's super convenient. Oh, yeah, and it costs less money. So, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. You know what? Actually write Locked On Auburn so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Once again, that's at rockauto.com. All right, we put it off long enough, Pappas. We gotta talk about this game. Auburn Falls, the old miss, 72 to 61. Jalen Williams, I think, is the the positive spin of the game here. Uh, 24 points, 7 of 14 shooting, 6 of 10 from 3. He made all of his free throws. Jalen Williams did very little wrong on offense. He was really, really fun to watch. If you want to say it's the best game of his Auburn career, I'm okay with it
1: he was the only bright spot. Like not to be dramatic, but this was not,
2: th- th- I mean, Jamal Johnson was, not was J- Jamal Johnson was fine. Jamal Johnson th- was fine. And then after that, I think there's a big drop off.
1: Yeah. I don't know. This wasn't a disaster of a game. I mean, we've obviously, obviously we've seen Bruce Pearl teams like lose by 20 points on the road and, st- and just look absolutely brutal. But yeah, I mean the difference, I guess in my mind between those, those teams, really teams and, and this game games that we've seen recently is that it you can't point to like oh well you know they had a disastrous day shooting the ball or yeah they turned the ball over 23 times which is not what they normally do like you know this is now three four five games in a row that they've turned the ball over an insane amount they have uh, the offense just looks completely disjointed Completely disjointed. And, and it was like every time that Auburn would pull within single digits or striking distance, they would just turn the ball over like four four possessions in a row.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and they turned it over more early, I feel like. And then they had a really nice run with about, what, seven or eight minutes left in the game. And you kind of had a feeling it's like, okay, here's the chance. And then Ole Miss just started like making threes and stuff. You know, like, okay, this is over. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. After. After that run, if I'm not mistaken, what was it uh, Kermit Davis called the timeout and then Ole Miss went on a 7-0 run in 47 seconds and Auburn turned the ball over three times in a row? Yeah. Something crazy like that. And, you know, we're, we said it, Zach, before we started recording, we're going to keep harking back to, like, the team just doesn't have a point guard. That's the story. Especially, That's
2: going to be the story every game until Sharif comes back.
1: Yeah, especially now that they don't have Powell and Turbo Jones has – Decided to transfer, mm-hmm. but I don't know. You think he's like kicking himself right now? Because you have to
2: imagine he'd be getting playing time. Who's number 12? Who's number 12 now? Yeah. Um, his last name is Berman, Lior Berman. He's a sophomore. Who is that? Is that a walk-on? Um, it might be.
1: That guy's getting pl- like actual minutes? Yeah. Nothing against him. No idea who that is. I'm just saying, like, this is, I, I mean, I don't want to be too hard on them because I know that, like, you know, this is an incredibly talented team, and it, it, it's kind of like they're right right on the cusp. And you see these different guys pop up and have big games, you know, each game. It seems like it's a different guy who, who's putting up big numbers. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, I mean, maybe it'll click. Maybe – and it'll be awesome. But this could be a, this could be a long SEC
2: season. Yeah, it could be. I I just don't know how they get out of this hole. 22 of 61 from the field. Oh yeah. Three was fine. 10 of 30. We've seen way worse. there. 33% from three. They almost shot as good from three than they did from the field. And so better on free throws. You're just getting there. less. seven of nine from the charity stripe. And then does
1: that mean that they made 10 two
2: pointers the whole game? Means they made twelve, and then um, sixteen turnovers, and that's that's the story of the game. Mm-hmm. But Ole Miss only scored like twelve points off of turnovers, which is crazy to think about. Sixteen, no points off turnovers. Thirteen. They had th- so they forced sixteen turnovers and only scored thirteen points off of it. Like that's a glass half full kind of thing. Auburn got mm-hmm. back and played defense, but. And hey,
1: Auburn—they didn't give up 98 points this game. That's true.
2: I think 72 is a very appropriate amount of points to give up. It's just you got to score more than, you know, the low 60s. But 72 is average. That's fine. Alabama on Saturday.
1: Undefeated Alabama. Yeah, they look
2: in the conference. Yeah, they look good. They're playing well. So we will. Um, we'll see. What was that?
1: That's the the stupid thing on my phone. I used the little like bedtime thing. That was like the girliest
2: that, alarm I've ever heard. It's not an
1: alarm. It's like... Um, was it a lullaby thing? It's like, yeah, but it's like a sleep... The the, the little sleep <laughs> setting on your phone that like makes it, it... Like automatically puts your phone on do not disturb. Okay. <laughs> Mine is set from like 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. or something. And then the alarm goes... My alarm goes out at 6 a.m. And at so at 10.30 every night... It plays that sound that's like, hey, start winding down. That's the notification I get on my phone.
2: Are you, like, trained now to, like, be, like go to sleep? Are you, like, now starting to yawn a lot more and stuff?
1: No, usually <laughs> usually that's really just the, hey, be careful. Your phone's going to go on do not disturb soon. You're going to have to turn that back off.
2: Did you think I was going to ignore that?
1: Um. Yeah, well, I didn't realize it was going to go off, to be honest. I, um, but... <laughs> No. <laughs> and then I wasn't sure if you could hear it or not. Sure. I don't know. I didn't set that. It's automatic. Like I didn't make it do that.
2: It sounds but. like a lot of my daughter's toys. Yeah, man, mine too. <laughs> Where can people my toys, find not you near you? <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter at
1: couch, potato.
2: Follow me on Twitter at Z black. Or me follow Joe on Twitter at locked on Auburn on Instagram at Auburn podcast. If you missed the conversation, with voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham, yesterday. Go check that out. He had a lot of good insight on the Harson hire. As well as an interesting off season for radio people. I'm a radio nerd, but I think you'll find it interesting if you listen to this show. Maybe. Maybe. Andy's way better than we are, so I think he's worth listening to. But that's just me. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn.